evening, good evening, good evening. It is the Couch Potato Sports Report. Here it's Mo Better with T-Bird and the other guy, OG. Good evening, gentlemen. How we doing? Hey, hey. I'm really? It's Friday. It's the first of the month. So I know <laughs> at least you got paid. <laughs> Lord, how's everybody? How are you? Uh, I'm hanging on. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You, you really sound like. Rough um, week. What's the Snuffleupagus? Is that the guy from Sesame Street that was always sounded ultra depressed? Oh, really? I don't want to sound like that. That's how you sound. Yeah, you're like. How are you, OG? Oh, I'm I'm good. Mo. I I may have the best. Uh, we may see T-Bird the most fired up we've ever seen him later tonight. Oh, well, I got a good one. Tonight. I'm gonna hold you to that. I'm gonna hold you to that. Let's go ahead and jump into some sports, guys. The Braves. A little concerned, certainly high stakes at this point. They're in a, they're, it's, they kicked off last night a five game series in New York with the Mets. They lost. Um, I, I don't know, guys. Is this going to be, is, is this make it or break it for them? Yeah, for this year. I mean, you got to win, you got to win, um, this series to have a chance at winning the, the, uh, division. <laughs> Excuse me. And we, you know, we got to play well. We didn't get off to a good start last night. And uh, but I think we can all say that the Mets are very serious. Very. And uh, so we we got to play well, man. We got to hit the ball. We got to pitch well. We got to catch the ball. All the things that goes into winning, that's what we got to do, in, especially in this series. Five-game series, we need to win the series at least. Yeah, this is a marathon of, I mean, it's five games against the, you know, the number one, number two in the division. So this is a, you know, it's a, it's a must win for the, for the divisional sake. I mean, think of how many games behind you'll be if you lose four. I mean, that's an eight game swing potentially. So yeah, that, that's true. There's a lot riding on this and, and man, the Braves have, have not been the healthiest of teams lately. So I'm, I, I'm a, a little more nervous than usual about uh, coming into a big series like this. Well, we've got some names to, to throw out there in terms of what we're going to need and who we're going to need to really play big. <clears throat> Austin Riley just got to sign a new contract. So it was certainly there's an investment and an expectation for him to produce. Um, I think we've got some news on Ronald Acuna that could be concerning, but tell me who, who, who are we squarely looking at to pull this team through to win this series? Well, I think it's, uh, it's your horses. Your horses really got to step up. Uh, Charlie Martin pitched a great game last night. We didn't score many runs to till it was too late. So you get him and free Kyle Wright. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That wasn't Charlie. That was game before. That was Kyle Wright last night. I'm sorry. And, um, you know, he gave up four homers. You know, we can't do that. I mean, you just – you got to limit all of – that run production because I, I I will be honest with you, I truly believe that the Braves are a better team than the Mets. I really do, but you know us, we we play so sporadic sometimes. We like we scored thirteen runs the other night, then we score one run the next day. You know, spread. I hope we can spread those <laughs> runs out because that kills us every time we do. It. Not a very good day team. Daytime team. You, you ever notice that? Mm -hmm. We seldom win daytime games. So uh, all your horses, Michael Harris is still producing uh, for the number nine here to just, I mean, I love everything he's given us. But, you know, it, now it's time for Ron Lacuna. 
I know we had the news about him uh, probably possibly having some things going on. He worried about his knee. He admitted that last night. So You can say the P word. The knee? I, you the, can say the, the P word. What's the P word? Look at you. Every last one of you went to the gutter. Psychological. Oh, psychological? <laughs> and that the issues that he's dealing with. What do you think I was going to say a P word? Uh, well, you know, I just, I, we need Ron Lacuna to be Ron Lacuna for us to, to, to win. We've been saying that for all year, though, OG. So what's yeah. what's what's different now at this juncture? It, it's a long season. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is now. You keep yeah. saying that, now, but it is. It is, and and this is the time. This is the kind of series where you need your big time players to make big time plays, and, and we need Acuna in this series to be the guy. And we kind of talked about it in the last couple of weeks that man, he may be in his own head with his knee kind of like, you know, running back, making that first big right, cut after right. knee surgery. It, 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 he's got to, he's got to do what it takes to get past that so that he can be the Ronald Cunha of last year, the guy that, that Atlanta fell in love with and, and needs honestly, because we're a little dinged up, um, you know, with the rest of the roster. So yeah, pitching's gotta be, gotta be tight, but then man, we need our, we need, we need more from Dansby and, and, um, Austin Riley. And I want y'all to go on and give me my $20 and slap me on the back and everything because I told you we needed to move Will Smith. And we moved him, didn't we? You did. You said that. I told you we needed to move him because we've gotten everything Will Smith that we can get for our team. And I am so glad that Alex Antropolis listened to what T-Bird had to say. He did. He's listening. Because he... we. he we what we up uh big one game he comes in walks people give giving up home two run homers you can't have that at this time of the year so i was glad to see that they moved him we got a starter uh in uh, for him with the astros i was very and audrezy or, or whatever his name is and and he's gonna help us so we can almost go to a six-man rotation og yeah i Maybe that's what it'll take just to give these starters, you know, a little bit extra rest and extra and extra rotate, you know, extra pitch in the rotation just to make it through the kind of the tail end of the season here and, and have them a little more rested going into the playoffs. It's not a bad move. Well, it's just time to play, Mo. It's uh, now we down to the nitty gritty and every game means something, especially against the Mets, because uh, every game that you win, that's a full game you pick up just mm-hmm. like it's a full game we lose if we lose. Right. So, you know, well, and I hear you and and I I definitely think we're all on the same page in in terms of there being a sense of urgency and and that this is where the season uh, begins or ends. But I just just a little bit um, on on Acuna because he's such an important piece and the concern about where he is in his headspace. And I think one of the things that we've come to enjoy about Acuna is he plays free and loose, Mm -hmm. free and loose. And this year, every time he's played free and loose, he's got a little nagging injury or something seems to, you know, stop him from being able to or or really get into a game because, you know, age, time, whatever, injury gets in the way. So I'm not sure or if if we're not able to help him get past you know, this this headspace and kind of getting into the game, do we need to just go ahead and and, and say this is not the year for the Braves if we don't have a, a, a healthy 
for loose and free Acuna. I mean, that's that's an excuse that all the fans and T Bird will fall back on. Oh well, Ooh. you know Acuna was Acuna was hurt. You know he, he was in his own head and he got injury. Oh, our pitching wasn't quite. I I don't think anybody on the Braves will say that. But I think it's, I don't know, it's one of those like implied things, but no, no one on the team's going to say that. Well, we won the World Series without Ron Lacuna last year in the second half. So I think we can win the World Series without him, but it'll make it a whole lot better if we had him. So I think our chances go up drastically if we have him. You know, he hit a home run last night now. So, you know, that, and that was a good thing. Uh, I'd like to see him spray the ball around a lot more and be that 5-2 player. If you do that, the homer's going to come anyway. So set the tone, set the table. Uh, you got Dansby and, and uh, Olsen uh, coming up. And, you know, we, we got to have base runners. That's what, you know, that's the only thing I, I don't like about the makeup of the break. We are a home run hitting team. To me, I don't think you build a team that way. I think you build a team with a mix of both. So, uh, we, you know, we're going to see. Uh, hopefully hopefully, we'll get to that point to where everything falls into place, Mo. We'll hope for that. We certainly it's, – it's been a long season with, with a few <laughs> weeks more to go. All right, folks, y'all stick with us. We'll be back here on the Couch Potatoes Sports Report. Let's start. Oh, it's that wonderful time of the year, preseason NFL football. We'll talk more about it. We'll be back. Hey, this is T-Bird from the Couch Potato Sports Report. I think about Atlanta sports all the time, but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean. Follow the link, join myself, Mo, and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons. Again, join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday, 6 p.m. live, the episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen. When shopping for homeowners insurance, understand that any broker can bundle to save you money. The LeVette Group takes insurance further with personalized agent attention. We are always available to advocate for you and your family processing claims and adjusting for your insurance requirements. Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. back here live in Mission Road Studios, the Couch Test Sports Report. Missed y'all last week, guys. Missed y'all. Cartersville. I mean, it's not like it's Vegas, so. Cartersville, baby. <laughs> yeah. I wish we were recording off air because Tipper just admitted I know, more right? or less that I, I, I was right. He did. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I do want to do, do a quick pause, Jim, before we dive into talking about the NFL, but um, we lost a legend 
Um, Bill Russell, 88 years old, passed away. I don't think my generation, those that didn't see him play live or really, who have really watched and studied his game understand the impact that he had on the, on the NBA. Um, what are your thoughts, gentlemen? I think he, that and the world, I mean, especially United States at that time, yeah. you know, Bill was a in your face guy. He, he was a straight to the point, And a lot of times he played mind games yeah. with people, you know, he did. I mean, he would always have you thinking. And uh, again, first black NBA coach, uh, Red Auerbach wanted him to succeed him. So that tells you what type of player and man he was. Yeah. So, and you can tell a lot of the young kids in the NBA knew who Bill Russell was. Yeah. And you got to know if you're, if you're a true fan, you got to know. That's right. And I'm going to miss seeing him at the games. Yeah. Yeah, he's an incredibly dominant player and obviously coach and just I I remember the iconic picture of him with the rings. I yeah. mean that's something that eleven of them iconic. Yeah. Um that I don't I don't know if that will ever that feat will happen ever again with yeah. with any one player. Yeah, tremendous, tremendous loss, tremendous loss. All right, folks. Let, okay, speaking of let, let me okay. mention this more. Mm-hmm. Uh one thing that you won't hear people in the NBA today on No Sport do, I seen an interview about Bill Russell the other night, and it said that, who said it? Oh, Tommy Heinsohn. He said when Bill Russell was battling with Wilt Chamberlain, that Bill would let Wilt score 50 points a night as long as they won the game. Mm. So, in other words, uh, he he wasn't fouling. He was just trying to play good defense. If he scored, he scored. But he knew he had to stay in the game, you know, for for Boston to be effective. So he said, as long he said he said he said, I don't mind him scoring as long as we win. And that and that tells you right there, all we were all he was worried about is winning. Winning. He don't <laughs> care if if you tear him up that night. But if, if they won, then, you know, everybody done their part. Right. So that's saying something. That's saying something. Um, speaking of sad news, maybe it's good. The preseason <laughs> NFL kicked off last night. Did you watch the game? Are you excited? What what What's the point, guys, of doing preseason? Because it's not like we're seeing the heavy hitters. We're seeing people we probably won't even see when the season starts. So, so we're paying. We're well. We're wasting. Well, we're spending time watching tryouts. That's. It felt like amateur. I, I didn't watch the game last night, but I. I don't really watch preseason games because it's all amateur hour. I mean, these are players. Most of them are trying to make the fifty-three man roster, and you're not going to see a ton of them. Um, you know, come regular season or 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 in in any major role. So it's great that it's the Hall of Fame game in its first, and that's the kickoff of football season. But I understand that we need preseason football, but we don't necessarily need four or five games and all this hoopla about it. Well, Drew, uh, I, I disagree. I don't think we need preseason football at all. I think the teams now basically having a preseason at their, at their complex because they bring in officials and they bring in another team and they scrimmage those teams, okay? That's where you're going to find out who playing or not. You already know who your stars are. 
Okay, so why are we wasting time and money to 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 open up a big stadium so that we can watch them on TV? I get it. When they do that, everybody making money, but I think it's a waste of time watching that crap. So I I agree. Um, and and simulated games are one thing, and and you know scrimmages with other teams that's another. But preseason, you're hitting you're hitting real. Well, a lot of times you're hitting at 90 percent of of game. But it, it, when we reduce the number of preseason games, we increase the number of injuries. Uh, in the first part of the year last year. Okay, I, I got that. But what I'm saying is you plan it at, your, at Flowery Branch. Yeah, but, but they're not going game speed. Why not? You plan another team? I, I think they should be. Go but... full speed. You plan another team. You trying to see uh, is if my guy is better than him. You better be going full speed if you're going to try to make the team. You're preaching to the choir, T-Bird. Well, I mean, I, I just... I'm, I'm going to... to... And I agree, uh, preseason football is not something I want to see. But that's speaking as a fan. As a businesswoman, I understand that at the end of the day, it's free marketing. Yeah. And it's an opportunity to get more eyes, more interest in the sport. So building momentum up to the season is, is, is all about anticipation and that delayed gratification that we're hoping people are going to to buy into this team, become vested, buy merchandise, buy tickets for the regular season because they are, quote, excited about what's to come. They're invested in these players. They get to know names. They get to know stories. Have you noticed that lately the preseason games yeah. are all about these stories that that are these wonderful right. backstories and oh right. he, he he has only three fingers but he's going to yeah. try out for the team and and so you're invested at some point so well oh dex is giving me this look what you're exactly look, right Mo. um melissa asked a question are preseason games to showcase the potential talent that's yes, how, that's, that's how it's marketed it, yeah, as yeah. that's how it's marketed as sure and you know i'm just going to add to that i really feel like sometimes you know you know going over the summer and being on vacation I think when it comes to popping the popcorn and turning the hot dogs, sometimes people need practice. They just need to get up, you know, get up to game speed before the season actually starts. I really feel like, um, you know, pouring sodas, pouring beer, and all that practice. Right what? Before, you know, you get judged. Yeah, the, yeah. the vendors that, need that practice makes, too. Yeah, they they do. need preseason. Need Evie need Comer a- from way back. So I mean, I get it, but good God Almighty, I will say I'm I'm very good question though, Melissa. I'm glad to see that. The game featured two new head coaches in in Josh McDaniels and and Doug Peterson. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're familiar with those names, but they're first year coaches on these perspective teams. And you know, I'm, I'm glad to see it was not just you know two old you know dinosaurs coaching right. that have been coaching for a hundred <laughs> years. You know, At the end of the day, I'm That's telling true. you this this is a PR move. The PR the PR team came up with preseason football. They did. And, and, and Mo, you're right about all all of that that you said. And I think I, I will flip the script a little bit. I think that if our team had just won the Super Bowl or at least had a very good year, then we want to see our team, no matter who in the uniforms on the field. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they they bank off of that because they, like you say, trying to build that momentum. But unfortunately, our team hadn't done that. And so we're like, let's cut to the chase and get to the games, man. Because 
I am tired of when I listen to 92.9 and they talk about this guy doing this, this guy, oh, this guy, he doing it against his teammate. Mm-hmm. Now, is if he's doing it against a, the Tampa Bay Bucks, I'm excited. But he doing it against his teammate who probably ain't going to even play. Right. So that's well. Yeah. And sure, this is question. I mean, yeah, it helps the coaches understand who's going to make the roster and, and and it helps with new players kind of learning the system at game speed and all that. So it's more for the team, but it, they just, they don't matter in the end. They're, the stars aren't no. playing, especially the first preseason game. The stars aren't even close to playing. It's like watching paint dry and somebody giving commentary. I agree, it. man. When I had season tickets to the Falcons, I, I used to feel like I was getting ripped off for them four preseason, uh, two preseason games I got to see. They ought to, if they're going to charge you, just it ought to be across the board $10. Yes. You shouldn't have to pay no $100. For to, a preseason game? That's what I'm saying. For the good seats. Okay. Okay. Because for the year, those seats are the same price for the preseason and uh, regular You are season. kidding me. Mm-mm. On your whatever ticket package you buy, they the same. So you if you got season ticket package where the tickets are a hundred dollars a piece, you're gonna pay a hundred dollars for a preseason game. Oh that's that's ridiculous. So ought to be ten dollars across the board. What what would make preseason football more attractive to you? If the stars played, but they went they're not gonna do it. Well, they sometimes they'll play the first half or first quarter once we get into like game three or four of preseason. And 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 in those games you'll see when those players come out, people start leaving. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. And I mean to selfishly, I, I need to know I'd start looking around to see who I'm gonna pick on my fantasy football oh, roster. Okay. So. No, now now the truth comes out. <laughs> now the truth comes out. But now but I need the starters out. to play. So I need I need to know. I don't even I'm know. Sick <laughs> I'm sick of preseason. I'm sick of preseason. Well, it's, it's here and it has begun. We've got a couple more weeks until the, the real season begins. All right, folks, we're going to take a break here on the Couch Potatoes Board Support. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Brittany Griner and her nine-year sentence that she got. We'll, do, we'll share our thoughts on that. We'll be back. Hey, this is Mo Better with the Council Potato Sports Report. I'd love for you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy? When you have a fresh new car, new ride, new you, new plan, right? The LeVette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the LeVette Group? Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-777. Again, I'm Todd Dino of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 
here on the Captain Taste Works Report. That movie that music reminds me so much of Miami Vice. Yeah. I can just see us driving down the expressway in the convertible. <laughs> T-Bird riding shotgun. Top down. Got on the psychedelic suits. What a the, the what a, jacket with the t-shirt. Right. Roll the sleeves up. Yeah. Yeah. Slick yeah. back hair. Yeah. Well, well, well not, you know. Not, yeah. <laughs> Ball head. <laughs> Put a little bald head with a baby all on there it. There you right? go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now Andrew would have that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Andrew needs to add a goatee though. Spread out. Just actually, no. He's got. He's got to have the porn star mustache. You know. <laughs> I don't know if I could pull that off. Oh, you know. Yeah. Cool. I can see that. All right, guys. So, uh, in in all seriousness, um, judge judge sentenced Brittany Griner to nine years in a Russian prison pretty severe pretty harsh i think that there's been a, a groundswell of support to have her and another um, and that's sad that i'm saying another american detainee i yeah. don't know his name which is not fair which is sad yeah, that's right. um but to trade them for was it dr do the doom of death what's his name i don't know dr killer or something yeah yeah some bad Mer- merchant of death merchant of something merchant of something mm-hmm. um is is it gonna happen now that she's been sentenced is it too late have we really seen are we are we really seeing um a professional basketball player's career come to a tragic end because of a really really bad decision i think they sentenced her for that reason because they're trying to work out behind the scenes you know about getting her home but they you know russia they they do things different so they said, okay, we're going to sentence her to nine years. And because you've had I got for, for so long, in their mind, that makes it a legitimate swap, wouldn't you say? Yeah, they, they threw was the a, book at her okay. for a reason. Yeah. I mean, they, they gave her the harshest penalty. If, if they had to say six years. months, it would have been like a disparity. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I mean, because she's Brittany Grinder and has the high profile and has all this buzz about her, they, they gave her the maximum everything. I mean, you know, a couple, I don't know. It's it's very different, but it's a very political move in my mind. And yes, it just calls for, it puts more pressure for that trade. Right, and I, I think that's why. But that's I think is just ridiculous. What she has some oil? She has some kind of oil that was prescribed to her for pain, and she I don't know if she didn't realize that it was in the bag. But they don't even give people that's got pure cocaine that much. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, you could have 25 kilos and you get two years, you know. But it's because of her name. I mean, in this case, her name right. cost her more. But but it's it's all political move. That's all. That's all. And, and it's sure. nothing new. Who was that? Was it? Um, oh my goodness! It was. It was. I don't know if it was a rapper or someone who. Um, but it was. I think it was a European country, though, and mm. same same thing. I think it was a gun or something. ASAP Rocky. Yes, yes, yes. Isn't mm. he home now? Yeah. Robert Kraft got him home. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. How in the world? Who would ever thought that would be in a Who would have ever thought that? But Robert Kraft got him home. The Patriots maybe, own. Maybe that's who we need to contact for Brittany Grimes. I'm saying. 
he can he can he can offer a, a happy ending to some of those Russian well officials. You know what they say? You know it ain't the ones you catch that's got all the big stuff. Right. It's, it's the people like Robert Kraft that you don't know. Don't hate on the the proud owner of the most famous NFL franchise. I'm just saying. He had to have something going on to get ASAP Rocky home. I'm yeah. sure they thought he was a thug. Well, well, now, didn't Dennis Rod Rodman get some people released at one time? From China? Yeah. I don't know, but you know, him and Young Ku Khan or what? <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Kim Jong-un. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> way off. You know, they was boys. So But then then he gets like some somebody released or something happened or could have. see look, y'all only pay attention when it matters. I don't know what Dennis got on people, but whatever it is. Dennis is a friendly guy, man. He's got a lot of friends. He's just out And he for dated a favor. he dated what's her name too? The Lakers owner. Uh Jenny Bus. Jenny Bus. Yes, sir. Really? Yes, sir. I never I yeah, I don't want to He dated Jenny Bus for six months. And they was hanging in the trees like monkeys. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it like that. Dex, okay? Dex is looking like, uh, yeah. So, um, Asap Rocky was actually in prison in um, Sweden for assault, and it sounded like he was defending himself from everything I've ever read from it, and that's why. And I don't think it was actually Robert Kraft that helped him out, but Donald Trump did get involved, so. Oh yeah, Robert Kraft. If it's Donald Trump, it's Robert Kraft. Yeah, they probably probably have something to do with it. Um, Robert Kraft welcomed him home. Yeah, so so he has something to do with money. So do we need to again? It it just appears as if, and maybe it's just me. I hear a lot of grassroots Mm -hmm. outrage. Uh, I think I've heard a couple of statements from LeBron. Um, but really haven't seen, I think, I, I'm, I think President Obama might have said something, but I'm just not really seeing this as, I'm not seeing names and faces associated with getting something done, or maybe I'm just not paying attention myself. Is that just me? Yeah. Well, there hasn't been a whole lot, but obviously Russia's got a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. And, right. and these, <laughs> the, right. The, these former, you know, former politicians, like they don't, they can't officially know what's going on because they're not, they're not a needs to know. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, they, they're only kind of going on rumors and that kind of thing. So it's hard for them to be accurate, to make a statement that, that makes sense and get involved. It's really just something that's got to run its course because it's Russia and because there's all this stuff going, I just think there's too many other things going on for, for a whole lot of attention to it. Let me ask you something, Mo. What do you think? You know, you being a woman, what do you think Brittany Grounder's mindset is right at, you know, with all this going on? If you've never been incarcerated or never been in jail, prison, whatever, it's really hard to imagine the it's it's, you know, being in jail is a is a desolate place. There's nothing hopeful. There's nothing positive about it. And I can't imagine being a foreigner in a facility that is built to contain and control criminals. Mm -hmm. 
um, when you've never really had, and she's had brushes with the law, so I'm certainly sure she's not, she's not ignorant to her plight, but I suspect that being an American, everyone knowing that you're an American in a foreign prison, I, I suspect it puts you at more risk um, for some type of attack or assault. So there's a lot of psychological stuff that I hope that she uh, attends to when she does come out, but it's, it's not, I can't, I can't imagine being there and, and in another country, that means communication is limited. So for 20 out of the 24 hours a day, you're left wondering who's doing, who's, what's going on, who's moving the case, who's talking, who's doing, because you don't know. There's literally nothing you can do but sit and wait. Do you think she'll be somewhat humble once she gets out? More humbler? Because, you know, Brittany is a, <clears throat> from what I've seen of her, she really sounds like a dude. Did you hear her talk the other day? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I told you that a long time ago. She looks pretty rough around the edges. I, I, don't I mean, think she. I, I don't she, think she'll be humble. I think she'll be broken. Well, you know, she's the dude in her relationship. Anyway, Dex. I mean, please I'm just save us. You, save uh, us, Dex. Okay, save so us. I'm, I'm telling you. Stop. Just stop. Melissa chimed in. She is. <laughs> Melissa chimed in with a. I think it's more about the show of political power, especially in our current global power seeking show of show off of countries yeah no matter how minute when it is celebrity status they know people watching yeah so. exactly yeah. and i'm sure her yeah. lawyer her law team has advised her like hey this could happen this could happen. and right. so she probably knew that it was coming and and if it did it was going to be severe but that that doesn't mean she's going to serve nine years in a russian war. right now i would like to think that they had a plan like he said yeah. you know they knew, okay, this if this happens, this happens, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure I would totally be astonished if they did not have a plan. Well, here's the thing. Here's the plan that I'm thinking of, because I'm I'm thinking long term. Whatever money she's lost by not being able to play right. either in the WNBA or overseas, she is going to make up by the millions with her Tell all story. Oh, oh yeah, the movie rights. <laughs> yeah, the talk show. every talk show ever. So I think the the again, yeah, let's let's make it pretty bad, as mm -hmm. bad as it can possibly be, so that when it's time for her to tell her story, yeah, she gonna sign up for it too. Oh, yeah. But is her basketball career gonna be over? No, no. You mean when she gets home? When she gets no. If she, if she's in prison for nine years, yeah, yeah, well, if she's yeah. in prison but for if, nine years. I definitely think that she's lost this year. Here's because here's the thing: she's going to be touted as some type of hero, or you yeah. know, oh, you're so sp strong, Brittany. So it's definitely going to benefit her career as long as she can play. My question is though: can the players use this story as a way to demand higher? salaries yes, they can if if she hadn't had to be playing over in in russia anyway if you paid her she, enough anyway yeah, this would have never happened so can they parlay this in, in, into a into a into a power move yes they will just like they the should team. they should just like but the soccer team did you know right. it's lawyers everywhere so everybody talking about scenarios uh keep in mind she's 31 years old so how many more years can she possibly play? Because if she skips out this one year, yeah. how much is that going to? If she gets out, she can play a good. Can, three, but four. mentally, Sue, Sue Bird is is late forties, so yeah. 
the the average the average length of career for a woman in the in in uh, professional ba- basketball is, is significantly longer than the men. Right, but what about mentally though? Is she going to be mentally able to play at the Here's at a dominant the thing. level? When she come back, she just Again, ain't going straight to play. I, I remember some of the stories from Brittany um, early on where she had some brushes and some domestic violence issues. Right, and I remember that. so there are some unofficial documented mental health issues. <laughs> The undocumented mental health issues. So again, I definitely think that mentally, if she seeks and gets the professional help to help her process through uh, this really traumatic time in her life, yeah. But I, 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 I just don't want her to self destruct when she gets out because she's self medicating or not able to to get through or, or process through what she's what she's been through. She can't get her dope, is what you're saying. No, I didn't say that. You said it. She no. can't self medicate well, no more. She, right. She can't get what she feels like she needs to function so and i think that was more for pain that's what she she said it was for pain but whatever well again like we talked before a lot of those athletes smoke marijuana Mm -hmm. uh especially in the nba and in the nfl i told you they don't even uh it's not even banned in the nfl anymore yeah they don't test for it you can smoke till your eyes pop out your head they don't care just as long as you out there making that money and running that ball you've obviously never smoked weed Huh? No, I had. Yeah. I've never smoked it in my life. Your eyes definitely aren't gonna pop out of your head. I'm from Denver. How do we go to illicit drug use? I don't, I don't oh know. How do we God. get here? How do we get here? I, I walked in the room. That's usually how it happens. Yeah, I walked yeah. in the room. There's and alcohol. That deck be covered for way down way there. Down <laughs> deep, down in your soul, like old Negro spiritual uh, deep. Just he say I'm from Denver. <laughs> Says it all. I love it. It is not that we're making light of the plight, but I just think that we 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 see the writing on the wall. We know how this is all going to end. It's just a matter of time before it not looking so scripted for them to make the exchange. So she'll be home by Christmas. I yeah, I say I think she'll be home within Merry a year. Merry Christmas. I do have a message for Brittany Griner. Okay. Oh Lord. Please, look what? again. She's very. <laughs> My message is Nasa Bidanya. What'd that mean? Bye bye? Yeah. In Russian, it means goodbye. Okay. Okay. Pajasta. All right. For legal reasons, we are required to say these are for entertainment purposes only. We cannot be held accountable. The views here are strictly T-Birds and not mine. (laughs) Y'all hold on. We'll be back after the break. Let's talk about the best quarterback in the NFL. We'll be back. When shopping for homeowner's insurance, understand that any broker can bundle to save you money. The LeVette Group takes insurance further with personalized agent attention. We are always available to advocate for you and your family 
when processing claims and adjusting for your insurance requirements. Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group. And you can reach me at 678-777-7718. Hey, this is Mo Better with the Council Tater Sports Report. I'd love for you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. We are back. I tell you what, if you could be a fly on the wall in this room, we probably would all be headed to prison with Brittany Griner. <laughs> Good thing we don't have HR around here. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brittany. No, don't try to apologize now. All right, gentlemen. So let's let's stick a little bit with the NFL and talk about quarterbacks. It it is undoubtedly hands down. Um, if we took a poll, the most important position on the football team. <laughs> Who's the best of the best? Ever or okay, let's do one. Let's do the best of the best that'll be playing this season. And then we'll do historically. I just think it's a bunch of them mixed together. Mm-hmm. That there's a core that's up here. I think you got first tier, second tier, and third tier. I can't say who the best quarterback is. I mean, you got a 45-year-old Tom Brady. As far as I know, if you put him on a team, they instantly become better. Yeah. Now, he's 45 years old. So I don't know if that's going to happen this year or not, but every time he's did it, he's did it. Now, you got Mahomes who can do a lot. You got Lamar Jackson who can do a lot, but – I just think it's got to be the right uh, system for you. So I can't say, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is a classic. I mean, that, that's just like a well-driven car. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I think Aaron would probably get that nod if he didn't have such a nasty attitude sometimes. Yeah. So right now, right now, I got to go with Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Oh, gee. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is good. <laughs> He's a top tier quarterback. No doubt. No doubt. You know, there, there's like you said, there's, you know, probably six maybe that are among the top tier. And then, you know, there's a few more in the middle. Aaron Rodgers is good. But man, he's not worth the drama, in my opinion. You can't you look no further than the goat, Tom Brady, because of exactly what you just said. And regardless of the team or the talent or whatever else he's got, the, the dude is a winner, straight up winner. I like to look at, I'm a big stats guy, as you guys know. And so I like to look at TD to INT ratio and completion percentage. And Aaron Rodgers is very respectable. Brady's respectable. 
Mahomes is creeping into that that category is you know like upper echelon in those particular categories but from an excitement standpoint the the Chiefs and Bills playoff game last year I don't know if it gets any better than that yeah, watching two one. future stars well not even future stars but two future legends really duke it out on the battlefield that was on the on the classic game I give you that and so I, Tom Brady number one I'd say Mahomes and 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 Josh Allen two and three and and Rogers. Oh, Josh Allen! Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't put Josh Allen even in that. Are, wow, are you serious? I, no, I think I don't think he's done it long enough. He, yeah, he had a great year last year, it, but I, I just don't think he's done it long enough to, to he's, put he's, him there. He's been around just as long, well, almost just as long as Mahomes and and yeah, um, but Kyler Murray. Yeah, but he didn't shine. They had suspicions about Josh Allen. He ain't shined ever since he'd been in Buffalo. He had the biggest arm of the of the. Of it the don't league. matter if he had the biggest arm. Did they win? They were a lot better than they were Tyrod <laughs> did, Taylor. Did they win? They won more games than they did with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. It don't matter. Did they win? He shined late. I'm talking about guys that's doing it over and over again. Aaron Rodgers doing it over again. The goat does is does it over and over again. Russell Wilson had an off year because I, he's with Seattle. I was just going to say he could be the one of the best quarterbacks of the year this year. He's he's going to be my my way too early preseason, uh, way too early in the in the season MVP. You know, we're gonna we're gonna see. But the top tier, if I do put Josh Allen in there, he'll be my number five only because of what he did last year. But I got Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Russell Wilson. I don't even. I you, know, you're not mentioning Patrick Mahomes. I mean Patrick Mahomes, yeah. And um, when I get to my number five or six, because when you look at Lamar Jackson, one MVP, no, 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 no just no. wait. I yeah, no, be quiet. <laughs> just wait a minute. This is just not, this not gonna end well. I'm just saying. I'm, I was just bringing him up. I'm just saying he still got a whole lot more work to do. To me, because uh, you know he's, he's he deals with accuracy problems. Uh, he probably wants to run a little bit more. Than he wants to pass, but that first group that I named you to me, they the cream of the crop. They might be the cream of the crop, and it's <clears throat> and I've certainly enjoyed you gentlemen going back and forth about the best and this client over here. But, 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 but here's even but look, defense. Here's, but 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 what I think that you gentlemen. Um, need to be aware of and that what we all as fancy to be aware of is the transition the evolution of the game Matthew Stafford won uh, the Super Bowl last year true and he is not a, nowhere near the conversation of being a top best, quarterback not, well, but you, not you the said best quarterback in the league yeah, but here's here's something that you said that I'm kind of kind of diving a little bit more into T-Bird and you said it's about being in the right system. Right. Yep. The evolution of the quarterback position is not about being the GOAT, being skilled. It's about being able to perform and do your role in, t in terms of the system that's being operated as far as the offense. Matthew Stafford was able to do that enough to win. And I think that there are plenty of other quarterbacks who are not in the conversation. Most of it, again, you can lump them all in together. They do their job. Generally speaking, but is that is it is it the, is it the year for that system to win a Super Bowl? 
maybe, maybe not. But having a Tom Brady, having a Patrick Mahomes is not going to guarantee a Super Bowl win. It's 100%. about how that how that player operates 100%. in the system, and you don't have to be an elite quarterback to do that. Well. How good would Matt Ryan have been in Bill Belichick's system? Oof. How good? Now, you ain't going to tell me that he wouldn't have been right top tier. I think I think Matt Ryan would have any because look what he did in Atlanta and we any ain't protected him in twenty. Well, look any, at Matt Jones. I mean, look right. Any pocket passer is going to do well in the Belichick system. I mean, Tom Brady's not rushing anywhere. I mean, like that. So Belichick built that system around that to protect that pocket. I think I think Russell Wilson is going to really shine this year in that new system. Like, like just right. to your I'm point. I'm going to say somebody that index got something that, that that needs to be a part of the conversation, but he's still developing. He was injured his first year. Joe Burrow, y'all watch out for that uh, young oh, man. Yeah. And Justin I Herbert, agree. I think, is also in that conversation. Yeah, for they young floating around. Yeah. They floating around. What you got, Dick? Okay, so this is, <clears throat> excuse me, this is a question from Melissa to T-Bird. What is it about a successful athlete that makes you so passionate? I believe you're the type of person who may apply those same principles to real life interaction. Thoughts? It's uh, deep. Well, work wow. it. Work it. We, we got to break out the weed and pass, pass, puff a little bit before we answer that question. <laughs> I was yeah, get on the couch. So, 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 so basically, tell me what she said in layman terms, Mo. Come on. Huh? What about an athlete? Do you fall in love with and yeah. does that does that kind of passion Ooh, transfer over to yeah. real life? Yes. And I know why she said that. Uh when I get passionate about something that I really like, I go way beyond the call of duty. I go, I can't sleep. I can't, I'm studying. I'm I'm, you know, I'm I'm constantly trying to find out the ins and the outs of whatever it is. And I know I know a lot of reasons why she asked me that, because I'm a um, I'm a stickler for it being done right. I'm a stickler for it being done on time. All of these things that great athletes we don't know about the work that they put in. Mm -hmm. You you often hear about that. So, but when it comes to me, uh, I'm like that too. I'm, I'm working when I ain't supposed to be working, and that's what they do. You know, they think about all the countless hours of Michael Jordan. Think about all the countless hours of uh, LeBron. All the great ones. Uh, they do something way different than anybody else. That's mm -hmm. why they great. So, you know, if that answers your question, it does roll over into into my life in some aspects. Yes. That's what's up. Yeah. So. Good question. Yeah. Now, now I'm feeling reflective. Well, Rochelle, the lovely, amazing Rochelle said, look at T-Bird being sensitive. We don't get to see that side of him very often. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just going to preface this that uh, he had a couple fat rails of Xanax right before he the show. He's <laughs> very zen today. Oh, man. Y'all be killing me, man. It ought to be some kind of law that prevents that. Prevents what? Y'all be killing me every week. Y'all triple team me. We don't triple. Yes, oh, now mm -hmm. victim, really? Yeah, yeah, you didn't go to public school? I did. Well, then I don't. But I didn't get picked on. Really, you did? Were you a bully? Were you a bully? Tell no, the truth. No, but I didn't get picked on. You, ne was... you never ever stuffed anybody in the locker. No, I I did when I was a uh, senior. Uh, though I did hit a guy on the head with my classroom. Do you need a lawyer right now? 
Yeah. Never admit. Never. Well, it's okay because that was a tradition then. And, yeah, and right. it, to hit somebody with your class, class ring that was and, and leave a mark. Well, I didn't. I I tell you what I did. I did it one time, and then I started protecting people. So a lot of the freshmen that came in, I would protect them to keep from getting hit. So craziest thing I ever did. I wasn't a bully. I was always the one taken up for the bullies. And so yeah. this guy had, I don't know, he hit me or hit a friend of mine. And so he ran and I chased him and he ran into the boy's bathroom and thought that that would stop me. <laughs> so I ran in after him, did a little recon, little get back. And when I came back out, the principal is standing next to the door with his arms folded as I come out of the bathroom. Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. But I didn't, I didn't, I told him what I did, told him why I did it, and I didn't get in trouble. Oh, you mean to tell me when you came out, he didn't say, Monica, what are you doing in there? He did say that. <laughs> he did. Can we but get back to appa- the apparently my, instead of the yeah. public school? Apparently my, you know, my answer was sufficient enough to spare me any punishment. All right, T-Bird, going yeah. back to topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if Mahomes has put in the work to he's he's incredibly talented, but he has not put in the work to earn that top tier status because he admitted that he could not read defenses until his third year in the league, which, oh, by the way, was last year. So there's a reason that Kyler Murray has that stipulation in his contract about four hours of film uh, each week. Same thing goes with with Mahomes. Like, there's a reason that that's in there. Why do you think that is? Well, by the way, they voided that out of his contract. Did you know that? No, I didn't. They voided that because of all the hoopla that was made. Uh, they voided that. Well, so. there's a reason that it they put it in there in the first true, place. True, true. But they still paid him a lot of money. They paid. But him here's a lot. the thing, so y'all. You can't. Let, let me just say this, Mo. Yeah. Guys do things differently. Okay, you take Patrick Mahomes, okay? He, people, I heard a guy say, well, he's got that 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 backyard mentality of playing football. Yeah. Is, is he winning? It works. When it, the play breaks down, saying. it so works. You, so just because he ain't winning the way you say he should win, that don't make him less a winner. Do it. Agreed. Agree. Okay, so you can't say the prototypical prototypical quarterback should be a Tom Brady. Tom Brady had to play the way he did because of limited abilities. Correct. Am I correct? Yes. Okay, so when you got a Mahomes, a, a, a Jackson, a lot of these mobile quarterbacks that can do a lot of things, like they got eight or nine arms, who don't want that if he's winning? Next, what you got? You just made me bring up you just made me think of this documentary i just watched the other day about like the, the best athletes and wayne gretzky was saying the same thing he wasn't the fastest he certainly wasn't mm-hmm. the strongest so he had to adapt to everything he he adapted in order to you know be great literally the great one so yeah. oh, you said adapted and, and i and i hear you on that and i hear us having yeah. a, a good conversation about the modern day quarterback but here's and all of us grew up in a generation where we saw some out of bounds amazing players quarterbacks joe montana um i'll even throw you know you don't want to say i'm going to say um peyton manning 
um oh, yeah. who who else um who was steve young yeah um troy aikman we're talking about just mind-blowing quarterbacks in an era where it was glitzy it was glamorous we're not going to see that again guys so it's like to expect or to even wish for this modern day quarterback to be able to be as illustrious as our the, the legends yeah. is a lot to ask and they'll never live up to that you know not because of the high standard that's been set mm-hmm. one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time is roger Staubach. Mm. just to me uh, i don't like to use this term but when i was a kid i thought he was a god he was just he was Roger, and I knew – that was when I was a Dallas Cowboy fan. I knew that in the last two minutes of the game, and we close, Roger going to have the two-minute offense and going to bring us back, and we're going to win. Mm-hmm. I loved his aura. I loved the way he was off the field. I loved the way he commanded the Dallas Cowboy offense, and everybody believed in Roger. Now, you ain't going to have those type of quarterbacks no more because – you you got so many like the line would shut up when he talked. Now some of the quarterbacks might get a little rebellion when you say yeah. they try to take over, but you gonna have a big line. look, man. Shut up! I'm gonna block for you, but if you uh, keep throwing interceptions, I'm gonna lay down and let him tack. You know, hit you. Who's your who's a, your best all time OG? Oh man, that's a that's a big statement. I know, right? Man, I I gotta say. I mean, Peyton, although it's still, you know, relatively uh, newer of the retired quarterbacks, but yeah, the, the Steve, Steve Young really stands out to me as the guy in, in the nineties, you know, he and Aikman and mm-hmm. I, I just battling back. So I'd say Steve, and he was mobile enough to get the job done, but man, he was, he was the guy, you know, yeah. the two minute guy, you want the ball in his yeah. hands. Yeah, he, he impressed me because he came after Joe Montana. He had some huge shoes to fill and nobody really believed in him. But he proved a lot of his haters wrong. He Steve really Young? Did. Yeah. Yeah, and if you look at Steve Young, you notice how when he scrambled, when he threw on the run, how raggedy it looked. <laughs> okay. And then you He's take He's running up, for his life out there. Yeah, <laughs> but it was raggedy. Yeah. Okay. But he ran that, uh, the what is it? The, the QB sneak better uh, than anyone. The California offense. What was it? South, uh, West Coast. West Coast offense. He ran that so well like a well-armed machine with san francisco it was just the short passes the runs the short pass run then he might scramble but compare him to a uh to a mahomes or somebody that's a lot more fluid when they do that they doing the same thing but you look like this one needs some all and this one over here is well all don't <laughs> doing the same thing randall cunningham was the original michael vick no well, no, because Warren Moon was more – he was more of a traditionalist, too. So, yeah. yeah. Randall Cunningham yeah. started yeah. The, basically to run uh, kind of like Vic, but yeah. Vic was at another whole another yeah. level. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, I, I like this. Nice. We can we can play nice together. Yeah. All right, folks, stick with us. We're going to wrap it up. The most exciting part of the segment, we're going to tell – well, OG's going to tell T-Berry why he's wrong. Y'all stick with us here on the Couch Says Sports Report. Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? 
new ride, new you, new plan, right? The Levette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the Levette Group? Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the Levette Group, and you can reach me at 678 778- 777-7718. Hey, it's OG from the Couch Potato Sports Report. You know, the smart one. Listen live every Friday at 6 p.m. on Podbean as I drop some knowledge on T-Bird to tell him like it is. And then he tries to tell me why I'm wrong about Notre Dame being hypocrites, the Braves repeating, or soccer being better than basketball. Chat with us live on Fridays or catch it later on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We are back here on the Couchers Head Sports Report. It's been a blast here live. We're here every, every Friday. At six o'clock. If we're not here in body, we're here in spirit and ubiquitously all around at the same time somewhere. It's a word I learned on the Cosby show. Gotta give that his props for for you know doing it the way he did it last week. Yeah. You know, we was all in different locations and Dex brought it to life. Brought it to life. Brought it to life. I appreciate you, bud. All right, Jim, we got a quick question and we'll get into um, the, the last segment. Wanted to, wanted to mention and, and talk a little bit about, not too much, because I think he's, he's already saturated the media enough, but Deshaun Watson. I mean, so he's been suspended. They're appealing the sentence. She even should, is, was it enough? How about that? Was it enough? No, no. I think this, I understand that, the NFLPA is going to appeal the suspension because he's a player in the NFL. And it's kind of just the NFL suspends and that PA appeals and it's back. But man, they are making this quite the uh, dog and pony show with all these former prosecutors. Like it's the NFL just rule with an iron fist if you need to, but it's, it's the NFL make the dang call. Right. And I, I feel like he's, I, I just, I feel like we're glazing over the punishment piece and more about, you know, the I just man, serve the time he's got to do. You know, he did the crime. He's got to do the time. Well what, well, what is the crime? Because technically he hasn't been charged with anything. These are just lawsuits. So it's kind of a slippery slope in it, T-Bird, a little bit in terms of there actually being something that he, quote, did wrong versus allegations. Yeah, because what they he asked them to massage him, right? They was massaging him, but he wanted it in other places. Am I correct with that? We're, we're, they were all masseuses. Masseuses. And it and he went too far. Ended. He went too far. Okay, so I mean, how much longer are you gonna talk about it? They need to bring this to a conclusion. You either gonna do this or do that because you know all the lawsuits done been dropped. So if you gave him six games, he got six games. Personally, I think it ought to be a year. At but least, yeah, that's what the NFL is trying to get. They trying to get it to be a year, but. If he misses another year, that's two years he ain't played. Yeah, that's going to be a lot to come back That's from. a lot to come back from. Because, you know, even when he played, the game was fast. It's going to be faster when he get back. Right. Right. Dex, what you got? 
Didn't Robert Kraft uh, <laughs> same thing happen? It wasn't. Allegedly. It wasn't 125. It was just one, I believe. Allegedly. Don't don't hate on Big Bob because one one on person. Him. Look, I, I I probably shouldn't say this as, as a female, but there appears to be a market for these types of services. It and is. I, again, if you take money for these services, I think there I don't know some unwritten contract, gentleman's agreement yeah. that you can't come back and sue and say that hey. I did I did something illicit because you received money. So therefore, if you received the money, there was a service performed and you certainly had the opportunity. And I don't I'm not believing that you felt coerced into completing this service if you got paid. None of these women did this for free, men, whatever. Yeah. So again, there there's just this type of mentality of okay. And, and I'm not saying that they're, that they are trying to be exploitive, but again, you receive money for a service. If you had a problem with it at that time, you should have said, said something. something. You should have said something. And, and, and see, this is what I don't understand. He, he got to have some kind of mental blockage in his mind. Okay, let's just take it what it is. He's an NFL player, mm -hmm. good-looking guy. Can you know NFL player? He can look like a, a dog doo doo, and he can still get some of the the prettiest woman in the world because of his status. Why are you messing? Why are you dealing with that when you can go over there? Because, because it's an can. entitlement and he can. Yes. But but that's what I'm saying. Then he need to fix his mind. How Look is at, there, there again? What what did he do wrong? Again, in terms of went, what happened. It, if, if, I, said, if I come to you and say, okay, oh if I come to you and say, suck my toes. <laughs> You have the option to say, you know what, Mo, that's inappropriate. I'm not doing that. Don't ever say that. We're not going to ever have this conversation again. If I say, you know what? $20. Oh, my like, God. You see it. what I mean? Yeah, I so, again, it. the conversation is is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Boundary setting. Yeah. If, if it gets inappropriate or makes you uncomfortable, if you don't say it, silence is agreement, y'all. Silence yeah. so is agreement. Somebody should have stopped it right then. Yes. It's It's... This it's more than one or two. Like this is, I mean, we're in the twenties here. This is like Tiger Woods status, where where you know, <laughs> if if there's smoke, there's likely fire. Again, they could have said no, OG. I I, I agree. Do you, with know, you. do you know how how many? Look, let's let's not let's not overlook the 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 opportunist part of this. If a, a famous person, a person with money, comes to me and yeah. says, "Hey, how you doing? Let's hang out." And by the way, here's five thousand dollars. Again, everybody has a price. So if yeah. you have a price where you actually get paid for a service, I don't want. I, I don't care if it's a thousand. I agree. Dex. We just. How how much do you think um, Robert Kraft paid to get his raisinets lotioned up? Uh, really? Yeah. Wait, do you, do you really think we wanted that vision? How much do you think he paid to get out of? Right. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, gee, what you got? I just. I don't know. There, no one's gonna know those details, Mo, except him <laughs> and, and one uh, each one of those individual women. So we we can debate about this for hours, but ultimately he's he's still getting paid right now by the Browns. Yeah, and he's still taking first team reps. So wow, we'll see if he's gonna go on Friday. All right, bud, it's on you. What you got? All right, T Bird, buckle up, <laughs> buckle up. Not the Bills. 
not the Cleveland Indians, but the Atlanta Braves are the most disappointing team of the 90s. And I'm going to tell you why. Countless all-stars, countless gold gloves, silver sluggers, MVP and MVP candidates, three of the best pitchers of the decade on the team. Plus, they had Steve Avery as a solid fourth pitcher. They won 14 straight divisional titles, did, you know, five uh, countless NLCSs and only one World Series to show for it. The biggest disappointing team. I've got stats here. They've won five pennants, which is three more than any other team in that decade. But when it came to the playoffs, they lost five divisional series, four times they lost in the NLCS, four times they lost in the World Series, and took six games to beat Cleveland in 95. With that talented lineup, that's arguably a dynasty right there if they had only won some freaking games when it mattered the most, but they could never do it. And I, I hate to say it, but the Braves are the most disappointing team of the 90s. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, I think one reason why you're wrong is they are not the most disappointing team in the 90s because they won a lot of games. Now, in the regular season, now, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So they may be the most disappointing team when it comes to winning World Series in the 90s. But in the 90s, regular season, winning uh, divisions, we had a lot to cheer for on the whole ride, okay? But because we didn't play well when, when it really counted, we should have won at least four World Series, yeah. So I got to go half and half with you. I don't think in the complete 90s that we were the most disappointing team because it would be different if we we weren't even winning the divisions with with the talent that we had. So And when I say disappointing, I mean like look, no doubt dominant in the regular season. I'm not talking about that, but I mean let's be real here. The playoffs are what matters. It's what have you done for me? I know, later. I know that's what matters. But so when, when it comes when you, when you get down to it, you still got to get there. You still got to get there. I will, it would have been different if we didn't even make I will, the playoffs. I have a quote from last, was it two weeks ago? He said, oh, don't, regular season don't matter. The Braves made the playoffs last year. We won it all. You know, we came, we were. I didn't say regular season don't matter. Don't put words in my now, mouth. Now, T-Bird, now, last year, you, when we were talking about the, the Braves maybe making the playoffs, like, you, oh, playoffs, or regular season don't matter a whole lot. It's about what you do when, you know, in October. Is that a quote? October. I didn't say that. Mo, help me out here. It, Did I say that, Mo? In, in his roundabout way, he's, we were four and a half games back at the All-Star game last year. And, you know, it, first so that, half the season. So that means regular season matters. So I didn't say that now. You better get your quotes together. Or else I'm gonna, my lawyer going to be calling. <laughs> I thought T we were going to have the well, first murder on podcast. For real. I thought I could feel the tension in this room. I'm like, nobody better be loaded. This is the South. I know everybody's got a gun, but I thought he was literally going to murder you with that question. I, I just, I'm just shooting straight here. I mean, I, the, regular you, season, you don't get, you don't get trophies for the regular season. I get that. You can say, you can say, that's your opinion. I'm sure there were other teams in the '90s that were more disappointing than Not us. Not that bad. Did I mean, the, Buff the Buffalo Bills lost okay. four straight, four straight Super there Bowls. You go. There you okay, go. but Buffalo, it, the, the, so that means the Braves we, lost four World Series. Okay, so. The, but the Buffalo Bills lost four Super Bowls. 
Yeah, the they Braves went lost four times. So you go to Buffalo, New York, and ask them who was the most disappointing team of the nineties. Who they gonna tell you? Uh, they gonna say the Braves. They know they not. Because you, you, you know why? Because I remember I, again. No expectations. The only the only memorable, of course, she had Hank Aaron. That's a little bit before my time, but I remember um, Dale um, Murphy. Dale Murphy, you know, it's all 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 around good guy, but didn't win. Jack and last place. The the slogan was worst to first. Right. So I, I remember that very very clearly, right. and it really sparked in my generation a love for professional football, baseball here in Atlanta. I never really paid attention to the, all to the Braves before. All y'all knew was winning. All y'all oh, that's the, All we knew. And so, and so each time we got closer and closer, we expected, we expected them to come away, especially after the first one, with more. There was no reason not to. No one was hotter than the Braves and, and, and as far as the pitching. So, yeah, absolutely. There is no reason, for, at least two, but just one. You go four times and just one? Look, you missing what I'm saying. I agree that we should have won more, but the Buffalo Bills, probably the worst team no, because of the night. Who, they, who, they who can you name from the Buffalo Bills that was the star? Uh, the quarterback. Uh, uh, what's who was his, his name? name? His name is... Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Wait a minute. I'll help you Number out. Number 12. Wait a minute. The, one got cancer. Uh, you gonna help him out, Dex? No, don't help me. I'm not gonna help you. <laughs> his help his you. name is. Uh, I can name two. His name is Jim Kelly. Jim <laughs> Kelly. You had Thurman Thomas. You had uh, the big defensive lineman. Bruce something. Bruce. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's his last name? Yeah. Bruce. Yeah. Bruce. Whatever. Sack leader. Uh, Look. I remember Terry Pendleton from the the Atlanta Braves. You know what I'm saying? We're talking going down down the roster, down the roster in terms of names. But look at the talent down that roster. That that rivals the Yankees. The Buffalo Bills lost four, but they they only went four. The Braves went nine and and only ended up with one. They went five. They went to five World Series postseasons. Postseason. They went to nine postseasons because they missed missed the first. I get that, but I'm not going to give all of that to you. I agree no. with half of them, but I, who I has lost, it all to you. I'm just lost more you. in the postseason? I see steam. I see steam. Who has lost more in the postseason than the 90s Braves? Tell me. Tell I, me. Gotta, I don't know. I got to look that up. You should have brought that with you. I'm going to make your case, too. I mean, the Yankees, the Miami Marlins won more World Series than the Braves in the that. 90s. I know that. Come on, team. Work with me here. I'm working with you, but I, I ain't going to agree with that because – Nobody else is, even though division titles are not World Series, nobody else has done that. No, nobody. That's why they, that's all why the great they, Yankee teams, nobody. That was, that's what makes it all the more glaring. Like, how can you win this many division titles and not go out? It's, well, it's you know, one of them, a couple of them games, we got ripped uh, off. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we, what about oh, when Ron get standing on first base and Ken Herbick pushed him off the bag and tagged him and they called him out? Help me with that, Dex. What you got? Oh, I don't get, I don't get no, uh, no. satisfaction with that, do it. Mm-hmm. I, I got to break this up just a little bit, just a little bit. I'm gonna throw this this little nut towards you guys. The '90s Knicks. Ooh. I got the potential. Go. Potential, Ooh. yes. No, nah, don't no, give me that potential. potential. The only team you looked up was the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, because they lost so many times okay. in the playoffs. Look up the Knicks. Look up the Knicks. We're not talking about... You, you got to bring them all in the suit. Yeah, we could talk about the Reggie Miller Pacers, too, but uh, we ain't talking something. about that. We're talking let about me, the let 90s Braves. Something. Let me tell you something, OG. If we win, don't chill. 
I don't want you to chill when we win it. T-Bird, don't chill. You ain't got to worry about that this T-Bird, year. It, they don't hang <laughs> divisional titles in, in basketball, you know, gymnasium. Yes, they, they don't do. Hang, the Atlanta Hawks got that. Yeah, Atlanta Hawks because they don't have any other any other uh, you know. Well, they don't say they don't hang because they do. Okay, you go you go to Boston and tell me if they have any divisional titles. Yeah, they titles won hanging. titles. I don't know, but they won titles. Yeah, the Braves can't, so they have to hang up these divisional you know pennants and participation trophies. Yes, because they lost too many times to have anything real to hang up. If we didn't win the divisions, what would y'all be saying then? Really, really would have been disappointing. Yeah, with the roster that they had, they should have they should have been the the Yankees of the you know whatever. And, and well, and, and let me tell you, I tell you when that changed when we played the Yankees up there, Andrew Jones hit two home runs. Yeah, and we lost that we series came back, too. We came back to Atlanta. We lost four games in a row. Our whole the whole shift went crazy. We lost. We just David I, Justice went to the Yankees, and Andrew Jones ended up at the Yankees after that. Well, David Justice. Well, yeah. Andrew went years later because. They had, uh, Andrew had done lost. How, oh, yeah. uh, How did the Red Sox not make this conversation? I'm just curious. Because the there Red, you go. Because, they hadn't won nothing since 1923. Yes, but they and, had not been in the playoffs. They, they had as been in my, the playoffs. Bucky Dent knocked them out. They had not been in the playoffs as frequently as the Braves in the 90s with in the there. roster that they had. We're talking he about just, the 90s. He's just a Braves hater. That's all it no, is. No, T-Braves. If they win a World Series, don't. Don't cheer. I will. If you cheer, I'm gonna send spiders to your house. <laughs> don't cheer. I, I think you struck a nerve there, OG. I, I think I robbed him up a bit. <laughs> I, you know, I know, I know our Braves kind of let us down, but I got to roll with every them year. Every year in the nineties, I was they let a us kid down. when we was losing a hundred games a year. Well, okay, you've been loyal. So, so, so y'all don't know nothing about none of you've that. Been loyal. All right, gentlemen, it's been a great evening. Any final thoughts? Hey, somebody help me. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week, folks. <laughs> <laughs>